Welcome to the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. To stay connected, go to revivaltoday.com. And now, here is Evangelist Jonathan. Welcome. Congratulations on being the first one in, Joy. What's up, Austin? Susie, good to see you. Garrett, great seeing you in Pittsburgh. Great seeing everybody in Arizona last night. People people came from everywhere. Really happy. One of the workers from the um, hotel gave her life to the Lord, which I thought was great. <clears throat> All right. I want to, I got an Uber Eats order coming in just a few minutes. So this won't be, those won't be a long one. Um, I will say God's really helping me after this fast because normally my first meal I do okay. Like I just have like a small meal and I'm, and then I'm going to like eat better. But then my appetite comes back about 90 minutes after my first meal and I eat a ton and I go right back on, you know, like an unhealthy eating schedule. But my appetite has like in no way returned. I was actually thinking about hopping back on the fast like, but I'm just, I'm just going to carry it forward. So I haven't had a meal yet. I've had two coffees or I'm in the process of having my second coffee and water. So my meal will get here at three o'clock which is 5 o'clock um, in Pittsburgh. So if I can keep pushing my first meal back that late, I think I can avoid blowing up like a Louisiana tick. 180 pounds is my line in the sand because I feel like 180 will turn to 230 pretty quick. And at my frame, you know, I don't have wide shoulders. I'm a skinny guy. I was a skinny guy. So if I start putting on weight, it won't look good. So uh, anyway, just figured I'd share something no one's interested in. All right, you, let's just do some updates. I think with this being an election year, I'm, I'm probably going to do these every day. If I'm on the road, I'll do it like this. If I'm home like next week, I'm probably going to do check the news every night. Um, I'm 6'1", Garrett. 6'1", I was 152 pounds when I got married. I'm 175 today which is fine. 180 is like top end. If I start going over that, it doesn't look, obviously if it was muscle, it's different. I got to figure out something to do with a workout schedule when I'm on the road. It's like, like weeks like this, you know, next week when I'm home, I'm going to meet with my trainer every day and, and lift weights. But you know, yeah, I, I, I could do what Mark Wahlberg does. Like last night when I finished preaching, I, I could have just, there's a 24 hour gym here at this, at this resort. I could have went and worked out. I could have woke up at, at six in the morning and worked out today, but I don't. So I, you know, I kind of, um, I don't want to, I don't, I, you know, yeah, I could work out everything. I need to be at the top of my game at seven o'clock to preach. So I don't, I don't want to like travel all day, work out and then come to the pulpit exhausted, which obviously you should be able to do all of it, but I don't know. Just thinking out loud. I got to f- figure something out. Uh, Ohio, remember they passed a ban on gender affirming care slash allowing, uh, teenagers to permanently mutilate their genitals. And then the Republican governor, Mike DeWine vetoed it. It went back through the house, two thirds vote back through the Ohio Senate, two thirds vote. And as of a couple hours ago, um, it is now banned. 
transgender surgeries in Ohio is banned. Remember, the theme for this year is the righteous shall possess the land. I even feel like any type of setback is just going to rally the troops harder. It's like this thing in, on the Texas border. You know, the Supreme Court slapped it down, and Texas is doubling down and putting more razor wire up. So I don't know how that's going to play out. I haven't had a chance to read what's going to happen. It should be interesting, very interesting. Because, you know, you appeal to the Supreme Court, and they're the ones that said they don't have the right to do it. Um, so there's that. Uh, I wanted to give you an update. How many of you watched the broadcast we did yesterday about Jeff DeWitt? Um, that's the Arizona head of the Republican Party that Carrie Lake put that audio of a recorded call of him trying to bribe her to drop out. And offering her money and said he just came from back east and he's the, the errand boy. He resigned today. Formally resigned. He wrote a two-page letter basically blaming Carrie Lake and that it undermines. Um, it, it undermines the, the Republican Party. And then it's funny if you read the last paragraph. He said, I, I have always done and will always do what's best for the Republican Party which in a sentence sums up what's wrong with the Republican Party. Because the Republican Party is not supposed to do what's best for the Republican Party. The Republican Party is supposed to do what's best for American citizens in America. But they, they care about their party. That's why every, that's why nothing gets done and people go back on what they say because it, it it's just the party taking care of each other. Um, for example... Have you ever seen that guy, Scott Pressler? He's got long hair. He's a young guy. And he he goes around and gets people to um, register to vote Republican. Where's Ronna McDaniel? Why is there some volunteer? Why is there some 24-year-old volunteer that's amassed like a million followers online that's getting people signed up to vote Republican? Where's Ronna McDaniel? I'm sure she's eating somewhere. She's like perfectly around, you know? Just, just make a, a, a 90 second appearance on Fox News once a week. They're, they're, they're such a waste of time. And I've expelled enough emotional energy yesterday talking about how I feel about the Republican Party. I think the Republican Party needs a wake up call that Christians don't vote Republican because we're Republican. Christians vote Republican because many times they offer the lesser of the two idiots. And we reluctantly side with them, but they're, they're, they, they don't have our vote. If you're going to keep parading these bunch of turncoat traitors, it's over. Not if you're going to, it is over. We're going to take it on a candidate by candidate basis. And, um, that's how I feel about it. And I'm sure that that sentiment is echoed by a lot of you that are watching. And I know it's echoed period because you have the highest rate of registered independent voters or number of independent registered voters of, uh, in a very long time, if not forever, because pe people are sick of the GOP. So um, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Yeah, that's about it. I was going to tell you um, it's starting to look like. I'll ask you in the comments, who do you think Trump's vice president's going to be? And I would tell you it's starting to look like. I don't think it's going to be Tucker Carlson. I don't think Trump wants somebody as famous as him or slightly less famous. I think Trump wants a Mike Pence type setup as far as, you know, where he's the star. 
Um, I think Tucker could serve the country better in media than as the vice president. Personally. Um, who else did they float? Carrie Lake. If Carrie Lake was going to be the vice president, I don't think she'd be um, turning down payouts to drop out of the Senate race. She's running for senator of Arizona. And I think I think she's going to, you know, if you listen to that recording, I don't think she's thinking of dropping out for any reason. Then you have Christy Nome. If Christy Nome's going to be the vice president, where is she? She's nowhere to be found with Trump. Who are you starting to see everywhere with Trump? Old uh, VR, Vivek Ramasawamy. So I don't have a, I don't necessarily have like a strong opinion on it. Vice president is is basically a meaningless position, almost meaningless. Um, you know, you go to like preschools and read stories to the kids for photo ops and stuff. No offense if you're actually an actual preschool teacher who. I'm talking, I should say, politically useless. So, but I, I it is starting to th- look like he's going to be the vice president. I don't know how that'll play out long term. Because <laughs> two strong guys like that don't necessarily make, um, uh, uh, not, not strong, Trump strong. Vivek's mouthy. You know, it's like he cut Trump off yesterday and yeah, he made him laugh. That could get old during four years. But it is, you know, it's starting to look like of the of the people. How come Vivek dropped out, but is is with Trump on all his campaign stops? You know, so I I would lean, I would say that he's the favorite to be vice president. One other thing, maybe I'll take a question or two. Uh, it's interesting that all the predictions people made. Let me say two things. Number one, be careful where you get your news and information from. If you were listening to people that told you DeSantis was going to win Iowa and Nikki Haley was going to win New Hampshire, you now need to realize you pick stupid people to listen to and you need to change who you listen to. Don't keep listening to the same people. People like to double down on their information sources. You know, Once somebody said Trump was going to be back in the White House January 26th, 2021 or whatever. And he wasn't. And then they said, well, the Lord spoke to me again. It's actually going to be March. They're done. You're listening to somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about. So there's a lot of conservative news people and pollsters that had DeSantis winning. Nikki Haley's going to take New Hampshire and they're wrong. So now I would disregard everything they have to say in the future because, because they don't have good sources. It's one of the greatest helps in life, whether you get somebody that's supernaturally able to predict things or whether it's somebody who can analyze data very well and has a gift at that and can naturally predict things. It's very helpful in life to know the future and have somebody in your life that's a source of um, intelligence. So if you have somebody in your life that's a source of unintelligence, I was watching a guy that says he's a prophet that was on Christian TV last year when when DeSantis was surging in the polls and said the Lord showed him a palm tree and that palm tree is DeSantis and he's he uprooted him from Florida and put him in the White House. I wouldn't listen to anything that guy has to say anymore. I'm not saying you stone him to death and call him a false prophet and throw 
I, I just, per, you know, personally, why listen to him? He obviously was just prophesying what looked like it was going to happen, but he doesn't hear from the Lord. So, or at least he has the propensity to not hear from the Lord enough to not make moves based on what he says. So I would caution you as a Christian to not do what most Christians do and double down on false, you know, it's like they, they just get an attachment. It's almost like the investing equivalent of when they say don't get married to a stock. You know, if you invested in a stock and you believe in it and um, you bought a sweatshirt with their logo on it, and then after you bought it, it went down 20%, then 40%, then 60%. But you keep, you keep buying more shares and holding on because one day it's going to go to the moon. That, that's bad investing. And a lot of people do that with their information sources. They really like a certain person because they tell them what they want to hear or they tell them what they believe is going to happen or what they want to happen. You know, I have a way that I would like American politics to play out. <coughs> so do you. But but a secret is to not just find people, um, what do they call it, bias confirmation, where you just find people that tell you. For example, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins hockey fan. They're below 500. If the season ended today, they would not make the playoffs. I would like, in my flesh, to just find sports analysts and say, no, they're going to rally. They're going to make the playoffs. They look like they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're just going through a rough stretch. I would love to hear that. Unfortunately, it's not true. So you follow people that don't tell you what you want to hear. You follow people that tell you the facts and have a track record of being predictive in their data analysis. I, I would encourage you to do that. If you've been listening to people all around. So anyway, I said all that to say you had a lot of people say the only reason Trump is is up in the polls on Biden is because Haley and DeSantis are in it. But as soon as they drop out, their voters are going to swing to Biden and Trump can never beat Biden. Which, first of all, it's, it's so silly to say, to believe that Ron DeSantis, who can't beat Trump, can beat Biden, who can beat Trump. You know, you think Trump can't overcome a two point deficit in the polls to Biden, but you think Ron DeSantis can overcome a 30% Golf in Iowa, you know, people don't make any sense. Well, Haley got beat in New Hampshire. She's going to have to end her campaign soon, whether she wants to or not. And um, she's going to get shelled in South Carolina, her home state. They hate her there for whatever reason. And uh, the exact opposite happened. The, 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 lowest, the lowest poll as far as in favor of Trump that you can find has him up by 1% today to Biden. One has him up by 5% and another has him up by 7%. You know, you're talking about like CNN polls have Trump up over, over Biden. So there's lots of people that are political analysts that, um, I'm sure they make money. They're not actually not even interested in predicting the right thing, but they're wrong. They're wrong all the time. So I, I'd shut them down. You know, I like Clay Travis. There's a lot of people that I followed during the lockdowns. Because they were right on the COVID stuff. But just because somebody knows what they're talking about with COVID doesn't mean they know what they're talking about in, uh, politically. People are specialists in different areas. So um, just a little update on politics and, and about what we talked about yesterday. But I, I thought it was interesting that we did that video, and uh, which, by the way, has almost 600,000 
views on X. So thanks for sharing it. Thanks for sharing today's. Phoenix was awesome. I'm still in Phoenix. I pick up an hour traveling because I'm Arizona right now at this time of year is in the mountain time zone. So when I fly to Reno, I go to the West Coast time zone, pick up an hour. It's only an hour and a half flight. So I'm leaving at 530 and I get there at 6, even though it's an hour and a half flight. So I'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock in Reno. I think it's at the Renaissance downtown. Thursday night, San Diego. Friday morning, San Diego. Friday night, Los Angeles. Saturday morning, Los Angeles. Saturday night, Los Angeles. I really hope to see if you're on the West Coast. Um, that's about it. If you want to ask a question, there's a little question thing. I'll take one question. Maybe there's one there already. That's a good one to end on. Jake, uh, Jacob Logan said, are there actions being done to avoid a rigged election? I'm trying and I will, I believe I will be able to get Harmeet Dillon to interview her, interview her. She's a top lawyer. She did something that was encouraging. She, um, she posted a picture of Donald Trump and wrote above it 47. You know, like he's going to be the 47th president of the United States. She's involved in that legally. So I feel like if there wasn't enough done, she, she's a realist. She's not, she's not a stupid person by any means. She would have written something like, all this is meaningless because until we get real election reform, um, the, the, the GOP candidate will never win another election. She would, she would write something like that. But for her to write 47, there's going to be, and I'm using my words carefully so I'm not going to take my Instagram account banned. There's going to be some gamesmanship in every election. But uh, remember, even with all they did last time, Trump lost by a combined 22,500 votes in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and whatever the other state was. I think Nevada. And that was with all that. And I, I believe there was an element. I believe people were willing to do something in 2020 that they're not willing to do again. For example, in Georgia. No, it was Georgia, not Nevada. Remember how they said there was a, a water pipe that burst? And um, all the Republicans were ordered out, the vote watchers? Well, they left. They got suckered. Do you think that's gonna that would work again? Do you think if they told him in 2024, they told all the Republican vote watchers, sorry, you have to leave the building? There was a water. Let me tell you something. Nobody's budging. And there's going to be lawyers at every Fulton County, Maricopa County on down the line. There, yeah, there's going to be, we'll call it gamesmanship, but they're going to have a rough time doing what they did in 2020 to the degree that they did it. So hope to see you on the West Coast. Please share this broadcast. And um, I love you. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for sharing the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. If you're interested in supporting our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, please visit RevivalToday.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. Thank you in advance. We hope to see you soon.